Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Gihan from the Ministry of Supply. Gihan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me here, right? So I am always happy and fortunate to interview people that have done more than one crowdfunding campaign. And your most recent campaign, the Mercury, the first intelligent heated jacket is your third project on Kickstarter. So let's take a time or travel back. Where does this idea come from for this particular product? Yeah, so this product we've been working on for a while. We've been making rain jackets for quite a while, insulated jackets for about four or five years now. But we've always wondered, you know, how could we actually elevate the comfort of these jackets? And one of the big things we've learned is that heat is something that we actually need to modulate. And, you know, we had this inspiration, which was, the Nest thermostat in our office made such a big difference in our comfort. We started thinking, you know, what if we put a Nest in our jacket? And so that was kind of the point of inspiration. We found out that there was just, you know, several technologies that kind of existed out there right now that hadn't been put together yet. So carbon fiber heating elements, for example, looking at, you know, the new battery technologies that have come out that are now available at you know, scale that's great for you know, this type of application. So there's a lot of things that kind of came together and we said, let's actually bring it together and make this intelligent heated jacket. That's incredible. Yeah, so we've definitely seen a change, obviously, in the comfort level of people with the technology that's coming out. I know there have been a couple other crowdfunding campaigns in this arena in terms of gloves and jackets. And uh, I'm reading through my notes that you got this idea from being a young Boy Scout, but not being able to find a jacket that could protect you from the wind. And obviously up in Boston, as a former Bostonian, I know just how bitter cold it can be up there. And I'm sure you guys are dealing with another snowstorm right now, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. I'm looking out the window. We got the snow's coming down. So yeah, that's right. I don't miss those days. So you were able to find some classmates at MIT who had, you know, obviously different or similar predicaments and, you know, created this clothing company around it. So you guys did a couple other projects on Kickstarter, I believe a sock campaign and then a shirt. Now you guys have evolved into a jacket. Let's jump back in time when you ran the first crowdfunding campaign. What, what did that look like? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. My co-founders and I, we all were kind of solving the same problem, which was really interesting, which is, you know, our professional clothes weren't comfortable and we wanted to solve that. So we attempted to do that by cutting up running shirts, sewing them and making dress shirts out of them, or you know, cutting off running socks and sewing them to dress socks. And so all of these hacks were things that we had done to actually solve the problems that we, you know, we witnessed every day in our commute to work. And what we decided to do was validate that the product actually was something that people wanted. And that's where we launched our first Kickstarter. So that was back in 
2012 with our Apollo dress shirt. And the Apollo dress shirt, it's a really interesting one. It features a material that we came across in the labs, which is what's called a phase change material. Phase change material is kind of like a thermal battery. NASA uses it in the linings of spacesuits to keep astronauts comfortable. And basically, it absorbs extra heat when you're too hot, stores it in the fabric, and then releases it back to you when you're cold. So it's a really kind of intelligent way of modulating heat, but in a embedded into the fabric. So it was only natural that it would bring us to our new project where we're looking at you know, heating elements in this garment and using machine learning to take that to the next level. So how did you guys get into textiles anyway? Yeah, you know, for, for us, it really came to those moments of hacking. For myself, I was a Boy Scout growing up. I went camping nearly every month and fell in love with outdoor gear. And just being a tinkerer, I kind of wanted to make my own materials and, and outdoor gear. So the passion started from a, a long time ago. But we've been all kind of approaching it from different perspectives, whether that's, you know, sewing dress shirts, uh, running shirt materials or socks, kind of running socks. The idea has always been rooted in, you know, we've grown up with performance materials, whether that's, you know, dry fit or, you know, Under Armour, et cetera. All these materials made such a big difference while we were athletes growing up. And it was only a natural question to say, well, when are these going to come into the clothes that we wear, not just at the hour at the gym, but the other, you know, 12 hours of the day that we have to perform at the office. So you guys have been doing textiles or products, you know, for the last six years, it sounds like. What have been some of the challenges that you guys have encountered when designing product? Yeah, one of the interesting challenges for this product in particular is we are at the intersection of performance and professional. And so it became a question of, you know, who do you go to to manufacture your product? Do you go to a, you know, a centuries-old, you know, dress shirt maker who's got really good craftsmanship or you have tailoring, but they haven't worked with performance materials before and may not want to? Or do you go with a, you know, sportswear manufacturer who's done outdoor gear, a lot of innovative materials, but isn't as strong at the tailoring. And what we found was you could actually, you know, train and teach both ends of the spectrum. So that was one of the biggest challenges was finding those right partners to help us manufacture the product to make sure that it truly was that integration of form and function. So now that you guys are on your third campaign, obviously you've learned a lot along the way of what it takes to run a crowdfunding campaign. What are some of the things that you've done differently for this third campaign in terms of the preparation for it? Yeah, given that this was our third campaign, we had a much uh, stronger sense of what fulfillment looks like after the campaign is over. So we were able to kind of think through, you know, what are all the backer levels that we want to do and make sure that they made sense from a margin perspective. We were able to kind of really think through the supply chain because at this point we've built up all of our partners, both in terms of, you know, the heating elements, in terms of making the jackets themselves. So we really made sure that we had our supply chain in place first before we launched the campaign. In previous instances, we were still prototyping, we were still doing small runs and we had, we had to figure out how do we scale the production. And a lot of that was because, you know, our dress shirt campaign, for example, was, you know, we set to raise $30,000. We ended up raising $430,000 on that first campaign. So it was a big difference. And we had to kind of rethink our supply chain. So that's one of the big differences. The other part is we've thought a lot about how do we test our product you know, with customers before we launch on, on Kickstarter so that we can get feedback in terms of what features are resonating, which one should we double down on, and also make sure that we know how to communicate, you know, 
machine learning for your thermal profile. That's a heady concept, but how do you translate that into something that's very visual and easy to understand? And those are things that we were able to do because we learned what type of communication worked on Kickstarter and also testing it with people before we launched on the campaign. Yeah, I'm really happy you brought up, you know, your your constant communication with the community that you guys have built. Has that really evolved in terms of asking them what product should we make next now that you're three products in? Yeah, you know, Kickstarter, even though we've we've only done three projects on Kickstarter so far, it's really made us kind of think how do we want to design our products? And so at Ministry Supply, you know, we're we make wear to work clothing, which is a little bit different than you know, fast fashion. And we're really trying to focus on products that get better with time and each iteration. And so a lot of this was driven by the kind of early adopter feedback that we got from our initial Kickstarter community, which was that they wanted to be involved in the product development process and also helped us kind of guide, you know, where were the sources of problems in their, their wardrobe, their apparel, which really led us to this human-centered design process, which is such a key part of our design process for all of our products now. Yeah, it's obviously great to see. I mean, it looks like three-quarters of the backers into the campaign are repeat backers, and I'm assuming most of those have bought your previous products. Is that kind of the mix? Yeah, yeah. We had really strong activation from our existing customer base and, and previous backers. And what we tried to focus on was really working on next generations of our core product to make sure that it got better and that you know we fulfilled that promise you know for our initial Kickstarter backers and our our dress shirt for example we had some you know production challenges but what we did is we said you know we want you to be partners you know with us in this kind of journey of building the brand and so we you know created a second generation of the product and allowed them to you know participate in in that product as well and we found that our customers and backers were such a key part of building our brand so you guys have obviously gotten some great press coverage in outlets like Digital Trends, Verge, Fastco. What tips would you have for other creators looking to get good coverage? Yeah, I think it's thinking through the couple storylines that your product may have. For us, you know, it, there's a couple of different angles. There's the fact that this product uses machine learning and, and AI basically to learn your thermal preference and adjust temperature accordingly. So there's one angle there. There's the fact that we also enable voice control for example, to activate the heating on the garment. And then in another sense, this is one of the first kind of you know, truly wearable products um, in terms of wearable technology that uses that data to improve your experience. So, you know, it's got accelerometers, it's got temperature sensors, heating elements all built into the garment. And that's another angle. And so what we try to do is actually kind of build out three or four storylines and see which ones, you know, different media channels are going to resonate with different messages. And the same can be said with our promotion of our product as well. So it depends which community we're speaking to. So this being your third campaign, what's the biggest surprise of this current Kickstarter campaign so far? We were just kind of blown away by the kind of initial interest with the product. We had a really strong start to the campaign. And then we're at a point where it's definitely surpassed our expectations and What's been great is it has allowed people to kind of see this new vision of what wearable technology can look like. And the press response has been been really, really exciting for that. So we're quite surprised with the coverage we got. So what advice would you give to someone else looking to crowdfund their apparel product? Yeah, apparel is a challenging product in general. The, the beauty of crowdfunding is that you get a couple things. One is 
you invert your cash conversion cycle. So you're able to fund your inventory in advance. But a bigger one we actually found is the ability to plan your inventory and demand so that you can reduce obsolescence. And that's something that uh, in apparel, you know, it's not uncommon for companies to basically have to mark down 25 to 30% of their product because either the distribution was wrong, they got the wrong colors, et cetera. But with Kickstarter or any crowdfunding platform, you're able to get a strong sense of what the demand is before you make the product. So what I would suggest is just kind of really think through your entire, you know, value chain and supply chain to think through how can you preempt the questions and decisions you're going to have to make and ask those during the campaign or ask those of your backers, because that will lead to a product where there's just much less waste, much less markdown product, fewer exchanges, et cetera. So where are you guys headed next after the Kickstarter campaign ends? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be pretty heads down for the next couple months. You know, we've got another basically 24 hours left in the campaign. Brian, our operations manager is heading on a flight to our factory on, on Saturday morning. So it's something where we're going to be focused on kind of bringing that product to life. It's, you know, with, with any product, you know, it's one thing to, to develop the prototypes and it's another one to make sure you, we deliver on time. And that's going to be kind of our main focus. Good to hear. All right, Gihan, this gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Yeah. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? What inspired me to be an entrepreneur was being an inventor and wanting to basically bring my concepts to to market. It was just, you know, hacking clothing as a Boy Scout and wanting to sell those pieces. If you could grab a beer with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Probably James Dyson. Big fan of kind of the intersection of design and engineering and the way he's built a profitable business around just really great engineered products. What would be your first question for James? How do you continue to tell the same core story for three decades, you know, building this bagless vacuum? They keep innovating on that and it gets better every decade. And that's been something that has, has been really interesting. Favorite Boston sports team? Uh, I have to say the Red Sox. <laughs> Favorite book? Favorite book. I would probably say it's actually one of my children's books, but it's The Way Things Work. It is the book that kind of inspired me to want to be an engineer and designer and kind of figured a way of explaining complex technology in a simple way. Last question, Guillaume. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think the future of crowdfunding is going to be a participatory way of developing products. And you're starting to see that it's started to build its way into the business models of companies. You know, when you're developing a new product, you know, range, you know, you can either go to a crowdfunding platform or do it on your own channels. But I think the best part is it really helps you understand whether there's product market fit before you produce a product, which just leads to a better product at the end. Absolutely. Gion, this has been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and then why they should check you out. So we're a ministry of supply. We're from Boston. When we make performance professional clothing, it's all the comfort from your favorite athletic gear, but styled for the office and the work week. We are launching our intelligent heated jacket right now on Kickstarter. It's a jacket that basically adapts to your body temperature. And you can see our products uh, kind of anywhere across the country in the U.S. We've got about seven stores here on both coasts and in Chicago and Atlanta as well. So you can check us out there or online at ministryofsupply.com. 
Awesome. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Gihan, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks so much, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.